Canucks win, Canucks win, taking down the Arizona Coyotes in a splash of offense that this team has desperately needed. Coming back from the All-Star break in uh, a stretch of games where the Canucks have really been struggling to score. We've seen them lose games 2-1, to one, win games 2-1, to one, uh, really struggling to get some offensive going, or offensive play going, and you look at these names beside my head, Connor Garland, Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, and Brock Besser, the five players that the Canucks depend on for their goal scoring all come through with a goal of their own. Basically, the Canucks top five goal scorers all come through with a goal. I realize I don't have the number next to Pedersen's goal, but either way, uh, the Vancouver Canucks just getting an offensive explosion against a goaltender who has been pretty good in Vimelka for the Arizona Coyotes. They won real bright spot in this season for the Coyotes. We'll break this game down as we always do. It is a bit of a late one tonight here at 11 p.m. Uh, I was at the game, so I, I don't. I only have so much uh, so much I can do. But to make it up to you guys, there will be a video uploaded tomorrow morning. Some sort of analysis of film, some might call it. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed and uh, and make, make sure you have your notifications on for that because that'll be a nice way for you guys to wake up. That'll be up nice and early in the morning. Canucks go into this game. They have no Quinn Hughes. They have no Matthew Highmore. But they are up against one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League in the Arizona Coyotes. So it seemed like the perfect game for the Canucks to lose, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and it looked that way in the first period. The first period, not a lot happens. Canucks get a few decent chances, a couple minutes of a good stretch. But Arizona, all over the Canucks, they had more chances. Uh, they had more shots, 15-7 to 7 in the first period. It was a really, really good play, uh, a really good period of play for the Coyotes. Uh, but the Canucks weathered that storm. They got out of it with no goals against. Thatcher Demko was fantastic. And they get to the second period, fresh off a little pep talk maybe from, from Bruce Boudreaux in the dressing room, and they bring out some heat to start the second. And everything gets kicked off by someone you might not expect, and that is Noah Juleson. Noah Juleson coming in down the right wing, a nice little play to pinch. Connor Garland finding the open space in front. He feeds it out to Garland, and uh, a great shot. A great shot by Garland, a little bit of pressure on him, fires it top left corner. His 11th of the year, Canucks are up 1-0. And by the way, they go on the power play. 56 seconds later, they score again. Uh, OEL just takes a shot through a bunch of traffic. It hits the knee of Bo Horvat. Not exactly how you draw it up, but you do take those. And it's 2-0 for the Vancouver Canucks. And just 86 seconds after that, a great pass by Vasily Podkolzin. Hoaglander plays it up to Podkolzin. Uh, the two Coyotes players are sort of diverging on him. Uh, he just makes a nice little backhand pass blind onto the tape of Elias Pettersson, who walks in basically uncontested, freezes the goaltender, rips it over the top left corner. Don't look now. That is nine points in the last 10 games for Elias Pettersson. Six goals in the last 10 games for Elias Pettersson. He is ramping up. He is on track to, by the end of the year, be scoring every game. Probably not going to happen, but hey, that's what statistics are for, right? Uh, clinging to a point that you've already predetermined in your head, and that's where I am with Elias Pettersson. Uh, Canucks, just like that, in a matter of two and a half minutes, go from a 0-0 game to a 3-0 win, uh, or 3-0 lead, and basically the route is on in Rogers Arena. Coyotes would add one later in the second. Two fantastic back-to-back -back saves by Thatcher Demko. The Coyotes are able to score shortly after that. Uh, Canucks just sort of lose Lawson Kraus in the background uh, and a, a weird sort of puck battle in front. He's able to backhand it home past Thatcher Demko. And it's 3-1, so this game isn't over. We're going into the third period. Uh, Canucks slightly outshooting the, the Coyotes in the second period, 12-10. And Arizona still in it. 
only down two goals. They don't have a lot of offensive firepower, but they do have like Clayton Keller. He's a good player. They have Phil Kessel who can shoot the puck. Maybe they can pull something together. Um, but JT Miller says no. JT Miller just straight up decides, I got this, guys. I am going to just walk through their entire team and do it in style and just say, no, you're not coming back in this hockey game. End to end, Oliver Ekman Larson leaves the puck behind the net. JT Miller skates up kind of casually, slowly, and then sees that he's got two defenders in front of him and thinks, I can do that. So he burns to the right side, taps the puck into the middle, cuts in hard, pulls it away from Vamelka's kind of weak poke check attempt, and just taps in the back of the net. 4-1. It's Miller's 16th of the season, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And the Canucks are up 4-1. But even more funny than that is Tyler Mott's penalty. I was... I was losing it in the arena. The crowd went was booing like crazy once they showed that replay of Tyler or of Ty, yeah, Tyler Mott getting his stick lifted out of his hands. And I see him look over at the ref. This is from my view from the stands. I see him look over at the ref and I'm looking at it and then I see the ref's arm go up. And I'm like, oh good, they called it. Yeah, he got a stick slash out of his hands. Good call. But then Arizona picks the puck up and the whistle doesn't go. I'm like, what? Wait, hold on. No, wait, he slashed a stick out of his hands. What's going on? And then they call it high sticking. And I'm like, oh, maybe he did catch him before the stick got knocked out of his hands. That's fine. And then they show the replay. Oh, the replay. It's so beautiful. The stick is just popped out of the hands of Tyler Mott. It does a full 360 degree spin in the air and then clips. <laughs> I think it was Chikrin in the face. It was so funny. That that got called a penalty. Just a, it's a terrible penalty call. Let's be real. But just so funny, the cinematic of it all of that stick flying through the air in slow motion on the replay and hitting Chickard in the face and then Mock getting a penalty for it. Uh, it was great. Uh, really funny. Uh, the Canucks did score later on though, uh, with about seven minutes to go. Brock Besser uh, getting really good at that little tip in. Uh, he had a couple. Uh, he's had a couple already this year. Does the same thing. Pedersen's just looking for it. Uh, Besser puts a stick on the ice, sort of little tip chip, past Vamelka, and uh, it's five one, and that'll do it. Uh, two power play goals for the Vancouver Canucks tonight, uh, which I should add into my plus category here. I'm gonna put that right at the top. Boom. Special teams. Whoa, nothing's working. Uh, uh oh. Well, were we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, special teams, big one for the Vancouver Canucks and our pluses and minuses. If you don't know, pluses and minuses are my thoughts on the game, basically. Um, let's take a look at special teams. Canucks go two for three on the power play and four for four on the penalty kill. That's a fantastic night for special teams for the Canucks. And keep in mind, special teams are bad for Vancouver, but they're also really bad for Arizona. Arizona, I think, is the worst power play in the league at like 12%. So the fact that they don't score on their four chances, not that surprising. Uh, Canucks go two for three on the night. Um, you know, both deflections. So again, not not too much to give Vamelka a hate on for that. Um, but special teams got the Canucks the win tonight uh, in a game where honestly at five on five, Arizona was probably a little bit better. Uh, but special teams was big. Uh, Thatcher Demko, huge plus. Thatcher Demko stopping, what was it, 30, 35 of 36 on the night? The one that beat him, yeah, he got a little too far out of his net. Uh, Horvat should have tied up Kraus in theory. Uh, whatever, one goal goes in uh, past Demko. Fantastic night. Uh, he's he's just always so good. Um, nothing else to really say about that. that those two saves that he made back-to-back -back sort of sprawling on his back, phenomenal. 
Uh, JT Miller gets a huge plus from me. He gets two points on the night. That goal is unreal. You will see it on your favorite highlight uh, of choice. You will see it on film analysis tomorrow morning. Uh, a fantastic goal from JT Miller. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show, all of the goal scorers were the people you want to score goals. Pedersen, Horvat, Besser, Miller, Garland, the guys you want to score. Um, sure, you want other players to score too, but if you're going to get five goals, these are the guys you would expect to get the five goals, and that hasn't really been the case for all of this season. So that was very nice to see. All of Rickman Larson hitting the score sheet hard, getting three points against his former team, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, two primary assists on the Horvat goal. Uh, and I mean, he gets a primary assist on the Miller goal. Yeah, I mean, he made the decision to leave the puck behind the net for Miller. I guess he gets some credit for that. Uh, and then he gets the second assist on the Garland goal. Uh, but hey, three points is three points. Can't complain about that. Uh, Noah Juleson gets a multi-point game. I'm assuming it's the first of his career. Uh, I think tonight was the night he got his first point as a Canuck, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so good on him. Nice little two-point night. Um, Elias Pettersson, nine points, six of those being goals in his last 10 games is big uh, with a nice little two-point night tonight. Uh, and I want to give a shout out as my last plus to Kyle Burrows. Uh, seven hits on the night. That's nice to see. Uh, and that's scrap with Lawson Krauss. Yeah, he probably lost that fight. Let's be real. But Kraus is a tough customer. That is not an easy fight to take. Uh, but a, it was a good scrap. And I really loved after the fight when he probably lost. And it's the third period in a game where you could tell the Canucks weren't happy with the Coyotes um, from that, uh, from the Canucks getting a power play with two minutes left and putting the first unit out there uh, in a 5-1 game. Like you could tell they weren't really happy with, with how the Coyotes were playing. Um, you see Kyle Burrows going to the penalty box and, and throwing the arms of like trying to fire the crowd up, uh, in like a five, one hockey game or a four, one hockey game, or whatever it was at the time, which I think is just awesome. That's just fun. Uh, and it makes you a fan favorite. And Kyle Burrows uh, has definitely done that this year, uh, in his, uh, in his brief, uh, appearances in the NHL. This game wasn't perfect though. I do have a few minuses. The biggest one is that first period. That first period was rough. That first period had me questioning why I bought tickets to this game. Um, it, w it wasn't great. Um, again, the Canucks bounced back with three quick goals in the second, though, uh, and, and got right back in it. So, hey, I'll, I'm fine with sitting through a rough first period um, and uh, when, when things go that well. Uh, they got outshot in this game overall, 36-29. Uh, they got outshot in the third period, 11-10. Uh, second and third periods, like I said, pretty even on the shot counter. Is that first period that really uh, made the difference. You'd like to see them beat Arizona 5-1, but also dominate the shot clock. Like, I want to see, if you're playing Arizona, I want to see the shots be 40-25 to 25 at the end of the game. Not the case here. Almost the same, almost that in the other direction, which is not ideal. But hey, a win's a win. Can't complain too much. Um, and uh, kind of a rough uh, anthem. <laughs> Uh, the anthem singer forgot some of the words to uh, to the Star Spangled Banner. She forgot the Rockets Red Glare part, uh, which everyone kind of looked at each other like, did, did I did I did I did I did my mind blank out there? Did I just miss those words? Like what happened? Yeah. Either way, it happens. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, a pretty solid Tuesday night against the Arizona Coyotes. And this is where you guys come in. Let's take your thoughts, your opinions, your questions. If you have some questions, get them in the chat. We're only going to go for about 30 minutes tonight because I do need to get some sleep. I need to film the last little bit of film analysis. I got home early, earlier than I thought. So I filmed most of film analysis already. Uh, so we'll get that posted for you in the morning. So we're going to wrap up at right around 1130 uh, so I can go to bed.
Sound good? Sound good. All right, let me pull up the comment machine. Scrolling up to the top. First thing I'm going to point out, uh, Ryan, shout out for the uh, the $1 super chat. I appreciate it. I uh, didn't leave a message with it, but I do uh, do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's go over the comments. Uh, Blitz off the top saying all it took was Quinn Hughes missing a game for Oliver Ekman-Larsen to start wrapping up points. Yeah, um, Oliver Ekman-Larsen needed that to be an offensive defenseman, apparently. Um, I mean, what is how many points did he have coming into this game? I think he had nine points coming into this game. So he gets a quarter of all of the points he has this season came tonight. That's not great, but it's nice for the stats at the very least. Uh, Debut Hunter saying, seriously, he might not be the best demon in the world. That's an understatement. He is not the best demon in the world. It's not a might, <laughs> but I love what Kyle Burrows brings to the team. And I agree. Uh, he is a really good eighth demon, in my opinion. Um, he was a dash one on the night, minus one on the night in a game where the Canucks won five one. That's not ideal, uh, but I don't think the goal against was his fault. I think it was more on uh, more on Horvat in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think he brings some energy, some physicality. Again, I love that he tried to fire the crowd up in a blowout game. That's just sweet. It brings just a lot of energy uh, to the arena. Uh, Elder bringing up, I can't believe half the city wants to trade JT Miller. Look, we're going to talk about this for 30 seconds and then we're moving on. We're not talking about JT Miller trading because that's all we've talked about forever. The trade deadline isn't for another month and a half. We're, we're forgetting about it for the time being. I will say it doesn't make sense to keep him forever because he's older. He's going to be older and he's not going to be in the window. The Canucks are competing. I just don't want to talk about it. It one good, we, we, he plays a good game and everyone's like, Oh, we got to keep him forever. He has a bad game where he makes a mistake in overtime. And I was like, ah, trade this guy guys, chill out. It's one game. It was a great play. Maybe drive the price up. That's even even better reason to trade him. Let's move on. Uh, Kango saying Kyle Burrows has a spot on my, on the team in my eyes. And the elder then saying Burrows. Yes. Hunt. No, uh, I agree. I, I haven't really loved what I've seen from Brad hunt, uh, so far this year. Um, on the night, Brad Hunt played 18 minutes. Kyle Burrows played 1449. Uh, Kyle Burrows was in the penalty box for five minutes, though, so that might have taken a minute or two, probably a minute off of his uh, off of his time on ice. But yeah, I, I I do really I really like Kyle Burrows um, as you know that sort of number seven guy that can fill in. Ryan saying if the Canucks win the next game, they're two points out of the second wild card spot. Is that true? Is that facts? The Canucks are at 48 points. If they were to win the next one, they would be two points behind Calgary, who would have s six games in hand. You know, let's let's not gloss over that part too much. Um, the Canucks do play the Flames three more times this year, so if they beat them all three of those times, then we're talking. But hey, let's let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit uh, after beating the Coyotes uh, tonight. Um, let's see here. Lauren saying the best players were the best players. Love to see it. Fangirl saying what a win by the Canucks. Absolutely. Uh, Talonair saying that, uh, they were at this game as well. This first game in a long time was so much, so much fun. Yes. If you forget the first period, <laughs> the first period had me thinking of my seat. I was like, Oh, what am I doing here? This is rough. Um, but the, the last 40 minutes definitely made up for it. And, uh, and the, the fight in my section was pretty entertaining as well. Um, where one guy was, uh, aggressively yelling a lot at um, at Crazy P and and calling Crazy P um, some offensive things and uh, and he got escorted but he didn't go down easily. Uh, that's all I'll say. It was it was entertaining. Uh, what else we got here? 
Uh, Jazz Grand saying special teams finally gets it done. Absolutely. Basically, I mean, you, you add them up six for seven. Uh, I mean, that's kind of um, that's kind of pushing it because, you know, power play should be more valuable than, than penalty kill. Uh, we had to go 67 on the night on power play, 100% on the night on penalty kill. Uh, you would take that any day of the week. Uh, Lauren saying it's worth staying up late on a school night for. I agree. I, I got work in the morning, but I'm up here. <laughs> um, same with Keegan saying 1 a.m. for me. Got to be here. Awesome game. I appreciate you guys uh, coming out. Um, well, what else we got here? Uh, Sam, great game, but I heard our goal song for the first time. Wow. Not impressed. LOL. And then Lauren drops. You didn't, you do not diss. Don't you forget about me. Here's the thing. Don't you forget about me is a banger song. It's not a good goal song. It's not it. I, cause when I heard it on TV, the first few times, I was thinking that's that's fine. It kind of vibes, right? That's that's chill. I like it, and I and I thought that until being in the arena. And maybe part of it was the nine thousand people there instead of the eighteen thousand people there. That's very possible. But for me, it kind of sucked the life away pretty quickly. It wasn't. It, it it's it's kind of it's like I said. It kind of vibes. It's a little chill. It's it's fun, but it's not very energetic. So the Canucks score. And you're like, all right, yeah, and it sort of eases you back into your seat and you're ready to watch more hockey. And it, it kind of takes the the energy and the excitement out a little bit until Al Murdoch comes in the PA and announces the goal and that gets everyone fired up again. It's kind of a weird dynamic. I don't love it. That's my thought though. I think I think it I think it plays better on TV than it does in arena. That's that's my thought. Um let's see here. Agam saying the top six stepped up today. Hopefully this is the start of the high-flying offense we all expected. I hope so. I'm not going to put too much stock into one game, but I hope so because uh, the Canucks need goals. Um, you know, we can talk about how the Canucks are have been since Bruce Boudreau took over on like a, on like a two-thirds of all points pace, right? 66.7% pace uh, points percentage. Um, but we then ignore the fact if Thatcher Demko has put up like a 940 so far, that goes up a little bit tonight, maybe like a 945 so far. Um, since Boudreaux's taken over and that's not as, that's not sustainable, right? I, even if he drops down to like a 920, which is fantastic. We're talking about a few less points going the Canucks way in all these one goal games. Cause they're not scoring any goals. So the Canucks need to score more goals, right? They need to stop letting games go to one, one in overtime and then losing in a shootout or winning in overtime or whatever it is. They need to score goals. If they can score four goals a night, then things are great, right? You look at, you look at the Montreal Canadiens. The Canucks need to do the opposite of what the Habs are doing. The Montreal Canadiens have allowed 33 goals in their last five games. Now you might hear that and say, that's not right. That can't, that doesn't make sense. That that's too high of a number. Um, unless it's the last six games, uh, seven, 14, 20, 28, 33. Yeah. The, the Montreal Canadiens have allowed 33 goals in their last five games, which is like 6.6 per game. The Canucks need to be doing that offensively. Maybe not to that extreme, but the Canucks need to score more goals. Uh, five goals tonight. That's great. And you're not going to lose any games when you score five goals. The Canucks, when scoring three or more goals this year, have won almost every game. They showed a stat a few games ago on Sportsnet. It was like they were 13-1-1 when they score three goals. 
and I think they won that game too, and they won this one. So they're probably like 15-1-1 one one when they score three goals. They've only won 21 games this year. So if they score three goals, they win most of the time because they have Thatcher Demko in net. So if you score three goals, I mean, Thatcher Demko's probably not going to allow more than three on most nights. He might occasionally, right? We, he has the occasional bad game once every couple of months, which every goalie will. Um but if, if you have Thatcher Demko stopping 35 of 36 like he did tonight, or even if he's allowing two goals a night on 30 shots, you know, putting up a 915, uh, you're pretty happy with that if you can score three goals and you just start winning every game. Uh, that's the real key for the Canucks is getting the offense to click. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully they can uh, build off of this a little bit and uh, and go from there. Uh, Agam said, who's the most noticeable player for you today? Watching on TV, I have to say it was Burroughs. Guy was everywhere. Um, typically when I'm watching, especially when I'm in the upper bowl, I'm not really focused on players as much as I am when I'm watching on TV, uh, on TV, it's a lot easier for me to sort of hone in on one player when I'm at the game, I'm focusing less on that. And I'm more just sort of sitting there and enjoying the game. And then I'll watch the highlights later. Um, I don't know if anyone really stood out to me other than I thought Hoaglander and Puck Colson played pretty well. I thought they, they were moving their feet a lot, um, and they were noticeable when they, when they had the puck, um, other than that, no one really stood out in spades to me, um, to be honest. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kai saying, love seeing PD play in the middle with puck holes and Hoaglander, but Hoaglander needs to play with a bit more discipline. Kara's penalties 200 feet from our own O-zone will drive coaches insane. Yeah, you can't take penalties in the offensive zone. It's just like a flat rule uh, because there's no danger to your, your team uh, unless you're like tripping a guy who's about to go on a breakaway. Uh, there's, there's no danger coming your way. Uh, you don't, you, you just don't need to take those penalties. Uh, you see Niels Hoaglander playing 10 minutes and 48 seconds tonight. Really not all that much. Um, Pod Colson played 12 and a half minutes. Uh, Chase on played nine seconds less than Niels Hoaglander. And he was the, the lowest on the team. Uh, so Hoaglander basically at the lowest on the team right around there. Uh, and yeah, you know, you, you take penalties like that and you're going to see the bench. That's just the way it is. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully he stays out of the box on those. Um, Agam saying, do you have any thoughts on what Bruce said about not calling up Rathbone? If you had asked me this before the game, um, cause I think his, his main premise was, um, we need to focus on the defensive side and try to basically grind out games two one. Cause that, cause that's sort of the level of team that we have level of skill that we have on our team. And if you'd asked me before the game, my thought was, well, you don't have Quinn Hughes. You're already struggling to generate offense. We're not talking about trying to win games 2-1. We're trying to we're talking about trying to win games 1-0 at this point because this team's not going to score goals. Are we going to try to run it to a shootout? And that's what it felt like in the first period, right? Are we going to just try to hold on, try to run it to a shootout and maybe win it there? Because uh, that doesn't seem like a good way to good way to win games. And they go out and they score five goals and they they get a lot of offense going and, and they play pretty well. Um I still think I'd like to see Rathbone in. I I can definitely see why you wouldn't play him tonight because um, he played last night and the Canucks play tomorrow night. So that is a lot. That's three games and three nights. That's that's a lot. Um, but I I would like to see I would like to see Jack Rathbone. To be honest, um, Ivan saying that uh, they were impressed by Puck Holes and roughing the opponent when he was pushed into the goal. Yes, that was awesome. Uh, he got sort of shoved into the goal and he could have just skated away and said, see ya, I'm going back. And he said, no, I'm going to wrestle you to the ground and basically, 
you know, just just tackle you and and win the battle. Uh, that's great. I love that. Uh, I I think they should do more of that. And usually, you're not going to be shorthanded for doing something like that, right? If you get if you get sort of driven into some into the goalie and you shove the guy back, you tackle the guy back. Usually, you just both get a penalty and and you move on, right? Um, and you don't get pushed around. I like that a lot. Um, do, do, do. Uh, let's see here. I had one and then I think I lost it. Uh, maybe I didn't, I am losing my mind here. Uh, TV fanboy saying first period was Greece. I, I do kind of agree there. Um, Agam saying the fact Arizona outplayed us is kind of concerning. Hopefully it's a one-off cause we can get it five on five. I think they were trying to play a little trappy in the first period. Um, I like genuinely, I think the Canucks were, were just sort of playing it slow and a little hungover maybe off of the break. Um, they definitely did bounce back. You know, it may, it might just be a one-off period at that point and that's fine. You have a bad period. Hey, you had two pretty good ones. You know, you scored three goals in one, two in the other. Uh, you're doing okay. So I'm not too worried about this and hopefully you can build off that because you do have, uh, the Islanders tomorrow night and the Islanders are not playing all that well. Uh, let's see, where are the Islanders at? The Islanders have won are 16, 17, and 6. The Islanders have the least amount of goals in the NHL. The New York Islanders have scored 93 goals this year. For reference, the Canucks have scored 120. So the Canucks have scored 27 more goals than the Islanders. Um, that is a bad team. They, they can't score. They also don't get scored on a lot. They have one of the lowest goals against in the NHL as well at 105. I think the lowest is 104. So... They, they, they're a very low event team. So I, I wouldn't be too surprised tonight if we see like a two, one game or something along those lines tomorrow. Ryan saying that, uh, his main negative uh, for this game was the shots. Don't want to see them get out shot by the worst team in the league. I fully agree. It does help when you have Demko back there for sure. But yeah, you do want to, uh, you do want to clean that up a little bit. Uh, Justin, were fans booing or looing for Louie? They were looing. I can 100% confirm it was lose. There was a couple people, the same people who did get kicked out in the third period, uh, sitting behind me. Uh, they were booing and be like, you suck Louie and all that stuff. Uh, but no, because it went from, they showed Roussel and it was the most meh reaction. It was like, woo for Roussel. And that was like it. And then it went to Louie and immediately like, it got low. It was like, Lou, it, it was definitely Lou. And that's, it was, they were not booing. There was a couple people booing for sure. Uh, but I would say everyone around me, except for those, whoops, except for those two people, uh, were definitely on the, the Lou train. Um, I will, I will confirm it, uh, as having been there. Uh, Lauren thoughts on Brad Marchand punching a goalie tonight. This is funny. Cause I was watching, I was watching the game. I uh, went, we went for dinner before the game and I was watching that Penguins Bruins game it was on one of the TVs. And, um, and there was the play where Brad Marchand, so Tristan Jerry, it's in Boston. Keep in mind, Tristan Jari is behind the net at a commercial break while they're like scraping the ice. And he goes, he's going to flip a puck over to a lone penguins fan, uh, in the crowd and Brad Marchand skates by him as he's got the puck on his stick and just slashes his stick out of the, like out of like slashes the puck off of his stick. I thought that was hilarious. It's, it's, it's not a cool move right? Like you're not a good guy for doing it. It was, it cracked me up though. It is harmless. And it was super funny. Uh, and then, and then you get Brad Marchand literally after a play sneaking into a scrum and sucker punching a goalie in the side of the head. Uh, you can't do that. 
you you just can't. Uh, I, I again, I think it's kind of hilarious just because of how out of nowhere it seemed to be, and just how dramatic something like that is. Um, but it was kind of funny, uh, and he will definitely miss a few games uh, for that one. Uh, thoughts on the Garland Selly asks Baker. Uh, it was good. I, I he always sellies good. He's he, he gets fired up. Love it. Um, what else we got here? Uh, fangirls in the Bruce. There it is. Chance were often awesome. There was a little bit in the second. It was mostly near the end, but yeah, there were, there were some good chance. Um, let's see here. Uh, do, do, do. uh, Clifford saying Connor Garland was good. Surprisingly didn't get as many points as OEL. Yeah. I mean, OEL's points. I mean, the, he's playing on the power play and the power play sort of flowing through him. And that's how we got that first one. Second one, or his third one, I mean, he just, you know, leaves the puck for Miller. Um, the first one was a second assist. Not like OEL was, like, out there making great plays, uh, but it's nice to get those assists every once in a while. Um, I get them all the time in my beer league, uh, except for me, you actually don't do anything. Just as the ref is skating to the scorer's box, you say, hey, I got the second assist on that one. And he says, okay, and he'll tell him to write your number down. And that's how you get points in beer league without doing anything. A uh, little pro tip for you guys there. Uh, unfortunately, you can't do that in the NHL. Oh, Ryan said he tried to send a message with a super chat. It didn't work. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you, I'll read your message anyways. Um, did the Oilers lose as well? What else happened tonight in the NHL? Let's look at the out-of-town scoreboard here. Quick gander. Uh, we had Ottawa beating Carolina. Pittsburgh beat Boston. The Devils smoked the Blue Jackets. Winnipeg beat the Wild. That's bad for the Canucks. Vegas beat Edmonton 4-0. That's bad for my fantasy team, uh, but good for the Canucks that the Oilers lost, uh, and they continue to struggle, um, so yeah, that's that's good for the Canucks, I mean, they're one point back of the Oilers at this point, uh, Oilers have four games in hand, but they're, they're getting, they're kind of close, they're kind of in reach, so hopefully they can keep, uh, keep those up. Marcus, thoughts on Chase on tonight? I genuinely noticed him once. Uh, there's not much else I can give you. Uh, let's see here. Jeff saying hard to see the Canucks making the playoffs. They're so much more fun to watch now. I fully agree. And that is really what matters. Um, <laughs> Lauren jumping on the chase on train saying Lauren or chasing trying to skate is, is hard to watch. Yeah. I, and I, I, I do kind of agree. It wasn't great. Um, Mateo, what's the film analysis about tomorrow's this game, this, this game. That's the, that's what I usually do them on. Um, I don't have a good title for it yet, but usually it'll just be on the game of the night before. Um, when I have time and I haven't done it a lot lately, but I figured let's give it a go, uh, for the old days. Uh, Keegan saying, bring back holiday for the goal song. I do agree. Um, let's see here. Lyndon saying, how'd I like the game? I thought the first period was kind of rough and I, I liked the rest of it. Uh, Dave with some, some blasphemy and then Agam saying, I almost banned you for that comment. And before I read that, I was going to say, I might ban you, Dave. Uh, you're on thin ice. You're on thin ice, Dave. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Lauren, do you like I'm Still Standing as the wind song? I do. That, that one actually goes hard. That's uh, that's fun. That's always fun when you're walking out of the arena. Um, I do enjoy it. Oh, they did show that set on TV. Reaction Clip says they were 16-1 and one going to this game with scoring three or more goals. Yeah, so I did remember correctly. 
So they're up to 17 and one when they score three goals. And that's a real testament to their goaltending. They have very good goaltending. You just got to score three times. You just got to score three times. It's not that many. Arizona allows 3.7 goals against every game or something like that. Or maybe it was four. I don't know. They allow so many goals against. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's rough. Um, Jogbo saying did who got tributes basically to Louis Beagle or Roussel? Uh, Beagle did not, but Beagle wasn't in the lineup. Uh, Louis and Roussel got on the same commercial, actually on the same whistle. Maybe it was a commercial break. They got a quick, like, thank you on the video board and a quick clap. And that was it. Uh, reaction club saying, who do you think first star of the game should be tonight? Um, commentators were arguing about one was saying Demco was saying Miller. Uh, well, whoever said Miller won that argument because Miller was officially the first star. I think you go, I I think you go Miller because Demko's had it so many times, and that literally that's it. Um, but I, I wouldn't have I would have been fine with either. Um, Gokunak Gus saying, do you think it was the right call to start Demko tonight against a weaker opponent and a Halak tomorrow? Um, yes, I think you don't overthink it. I think you don't really worry about the opponent. Uh, and I think you put Thatcher Demko in for the first one. Um, I remember, keep in mind, you're going against a team that is terrible offensively tomorrow. The New York Islanders are bad at offense. So Halak, in theory, shouldn't face that many high danger chances. So it might be better to put your slightly lesser goalie in for that game. And that might have been their thought process. Um, I don't really have a complaint here. Um, let's see if there's any other ones because we are wanting to wrap up here kind of shortly. Um, do, 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 do. uh, Agam saying you'd be interested in a Montreal video. <laughs> it's ridiculous how bad they are. Uh, yeah, it is crazy. Um, thing is, if I do a Montreal video, um, Montreal Canadiens fans on YouTube are not people you want in your comment section that much. Uh, I did a video last year on my predictions on the North division. And I got so much heat for saying that, like, I didn't think Jeff Petrie was that elite, uh, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, who knows? Hey, you look at this year. Maybe I was right. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't want Habs fans in my comments, to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, any other ones we want to take here? I think we are going to wrap up. Uh, last thing, uh, FJ Zach saying that he's going to the game tomorrow. What's my score prediction? My score prediction is a measly three to one Vancouver Canucks win featuring an empty netter. They're going to have to hang on because no one's going to be able to score tomorrow. And uh, Tanner Pearson will put one into the empty net. And that is my prediction. And that is what will happen. Bet all of your money on it. If you have money to lose. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap up there. Like I said, make sure you subscribe and have the bell hit because we are going to upload that film analysis tomorrow morning, probably like 8 a.m. Uh, give you guys all day to watch that. Uh, it'll probably be 15, 20 minutes long. So a nice little fun video for you guys. Um, and you get to sort of relive this game because uh, it was a good one. It was a fun one. I hope you have a good night. Shout out to all of our members. I haven't checked the members list in a while. Uh, has anything changed? Any newbies? Uh, Gmod rejoined as a member. Thank you. Uh, Matt rejoined as a member recently. Thank you very much. If you're interested in that stuff, there's a join button down below. Uh, shout out uh, to Ryan for the $2 uh, on the super chats tonight. I do appreciate that. And I hope you all have a lovely night and I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Canucks Islanders, 7.30 PM puck drop. So this stream will be around 10 o'clock, 
10 15 whenever the game ends tomorrow night i will not be going to that one uh so i will see you all uh tomorrow